Yeah, Friday! You have reached episode 45 of the Ranting Weight Watcher. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. If the podcast app you're listening on allows you to rate the show, please leave a four-star or five-star rating. Any rating is greatly appreciated. Thank God it's Friday. We have a long weekend for Independence Day. And thank God for that four-day weekend ahead for me. I don't know about you guys. Okay, let's get into this. Journey updates. Okay, guys, bad week. I am up one pound for the week. So we end the month of June down 1.8 pounds. And total since January 2019, we are down... 132.4 pounds. The amount of pounds remaining to get to our small goal of 253 is 10.2 pounds. The amount of pounds remaining to get to the next WW milestone, which is the 150-pound milestone, is 17.6 pounds. And the amount of pounds to get to our big goal, which was to lose 200 pounds, is 67.6 pounds. So, not a terrible week, but not the kind of week you want to have. I don't like seesawing, you know, because we had a game two shows ago, then a loss, then another gain. So, I don't like seesawing like that. Um... But, hey, it is what it is. It's part of the journey. It's all we can do. What's important is that we stay, maintain control of our emotions at all times. And that's kind of like what I want to talk about today. In the last couple of weeks, we have been digging pretty deep on an emotional level here. And, you know, when you when you dig deep like this and you express the things I expressed in the previous episode. It becomes, it's like, almost like draining to get to these places because you you dig up old wounds, you know, and it's like they start to bleed again. Even though you thought they were gone, you bring them up again, and maybe it's easier to talk about them now, but still, the wounds are the wounds, and, you know, they stick around when you unearth them, you know? I mean, when you when you rip a scab off because you're scratching, the blood comes up and you start bleeding again and it's like you start all over again to the healing point. It's like the same idea. 
when it comes to that. But our emotions, they're all over the place during our journey. We have our highs and we have our lows. And we have things we have to be aware of, you know, no matter where you are on the emotional spectrum, there's always things we have to be aware of because we don't want to be too high. We don't want to be too low. We want to try to be somewhere in the middle because that's where it's balanced. Okay? Because people could do just as much damage to themselves when they're on their high. Think about it. When are you on your high, right? You're on a high when everything is new. You're just starting. You're motivated. You're determined. This time is going to be the last time. You're going to do it. You're going to prove everybody wrong who doubted you. All of these things going through your head when you start. And then when you start the journey and you're doing everything meticulously and your your heart is in it and you're doing everything the way you're told to do it and you see the results of your work because that's really what it is. It's the work that everybody must do. When you're determined and you're all in in the beginning of your journey, that's really the amount, that same amount of work is required whether you're, lose, you're losing your first pound or you're losing your 200th pound. That determination from day one that you had is required, if not more, when you're losing the 200th pound than when you're losing the first pound. And we, you could easily say that when we're losing the first pound is when we're giving the most effort. And when we're going toward the 200th pound is when we start to get relaxed and enjoy our success a lot more than we should. So it is very easy to get out of control at the same time when you're on these highs. When everything's going right and the scale just keeps dropping and dropping and dropping, you can get this, you know, You're enjoying it so much that you start to take risks. Everything is going so right that you you decide to get a little celebratory about it. You know? You go out, you go out with people, you go out to dinner, where now where you weren't doing that before. And you think, ah, it's not so bad. It's not going to hurt anybody if I go out one time. Well, one time turns into two times, two times turns into three times, and before you know it, it's a regular thing. You're doing it every Saturday night, which is not a bad thing, but there has to be some control. When you you do things that way, it has to be structured just the same as everything else. If you're going to go out and have a good time and eat out and be relaxed on what you choose for food choices... Just the same for the rest of the week, you have to be equally regimented. I've lived by this. I'm not just telling you this because I think it's what you should do. I do this every week. I love to go out on a Saturday night and enjoy myself. And you know what? Sometimes circumstances present themselves and we end up going out on a Sunday night too. But you bet your 
for the rest of the week, for the rest of the meal. So there's, if, there, if you eat three times a day, there's 21 meals a week. Two meals isn't going to kill your week, no matter how much you want to blame it on you going out the one night. Now, granted, if you're making the choice to go out the night before weigh-in, to have whatever salt-filled food that you want, and then you wonder why you have a gain the next day, <laughs> then it's on you. If you want to do it the night before weigh-in, that's on you. Then you understand, yes, it was you choosing to go out the night before. But if we're talking about days in advance, you're going out, and you have five, six days before you even have to face the scale, that one meal is not going to affect the scale. As long as everything else stays regimented and you do the right thing, that one meal is not going to affect the scale. Come on. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to think it. You know it is, but you choose to think it anyway because it's easier. Then it is, it's easier to blame the one meal for the whole problem than it is to blame all of the other mistakes that you have to look for during the week as the cause of your problem. You follow me there? You're, I hope you're following me. It's just that, that one, the night going out with the friends, that's the easy one. That's the automatic villain in your story. That night. When meanwhile, you know, you're tasting here, you're stirring there, and you, you, you know, finishing so-and-so's food, your child doesn't take everything, and you, you're picking off their plate. None of that matters. None of that counts as, uh, those, those calories don't count. When you're tasting as you're cooking, when you're uh, munching on stuff while you're cooking snacks and whatever because you're hungry, when you're... Um, Finishing your your child, whatever they didn't, when they left stuff on the plate and you're finishing it, none of that matters toward the reason why you the scale went up. It's only the night you went out with your friends that matters. Right? I mean, people think this way. I'm not just talking out of my ass here. You have to look at the whole situation for what it is. But when we're on these emotional highs and everything's going right, it's so easy to make bad choices when everything is going right. Because nothing seems so bad. Oh, I lost 30 pounds. I can go out for a night. Of course you can go out. I'm not telling you you can't go out. I'll never tell you you can't go out ever. But if you think you're going to be able to get away with continuously going out, and continuously making poor choices, eventually it catches up to you. If it's a once a week thing, and then you're, you're like a drill sergeant the rest of the week, I'm not going to ever, ever blame the fact that you're going out. I'm never going to even bring it up. Because everybody, everybody can go. For their own sanity, you cannot be on this 24-7, 365 and never have a break. You, for your own sanity, you can't do that. Now, if there's, I'm sure there's people that are that do do that, and that's fine. Go knock yourself out. Great. But me, I have one cheat meal a week. I call it a cheat meal because that's what people understand. They understand what cheat meal means. 
but I still track it all. I do everything that Weight Watchers asks me to do, except I'm relaxed on what type of food I'm eating. That's my relaxed part. Where I would normally choose grilled chicken, maybe I'm choosing a cheeseburger, but I'm still tracking it. I'm still doing my getting up and moving and exercising for the day. I still do all of those things. And I make sure I enjoy myself. For, a, for your own sanity, if you say once a week, this is what I'm doing, then by all means, you have every right to do that. Now, if you choose that once a week to be the night before your weigh-in, maybe you want to rethink that. Maybe you want to think, give yourself time to make up for how, you know, you, the wrong choices. Don't sit there and do it 24 hours before you weigh in. It makes zero sense. Or even less, 12 hours if you're weighing in the morning. There's people that go out on a Sunday night and they weigh in Monday morning. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. But success It'll propel you forward and you'll enjoy it. You'll be enjoying life. And there's nothing wrong with enjoying it. It's all there to be enjoyed. But at some point, you have to return to center. That's going to be my main topic. Regardless of where you are, on the emotional spectrum, you have to be balanced at some point. Now, I'm going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the lows of the journey. So stick with me. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to The Branding Weight Watcher. If you would like to connect on social media, we would love to connect with you. On the Weight Watchers Connect app, search for at Branding Weight Watcher. All of our other social media links can be found at www.therantingweightwatcher.com. You can also email the show, say hello or share your story with us. Send your emails to therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Are you interested in Ranting Weight Watcher merchandise? The Ranting Weight Watcher merchandise store is officially open for business. Head over to www.therantingweightwatcher.com. Scroll down past the welcome section to find the link to the merchandise store. Thank you so much for your support of the show. If this is your first time here, and you enjoyed the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. We are proud to announce that the Ranting Weight Watcher has been rated number 6 in Feedspot.com's Top 10 Weight Watchers Podcasts. Click the link in the show's description if you wish to see the full list. If the podcast app you are listening with allows you to rate the show, please leave a 4-star or 5-star rating, whatever is in your heart to leave. Any rating is greatly appreciated. And now, without further delay, here is the star of the show, Donato Russo. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. I spent the first segment talking about when things are good. So I want to spend the next few minutes talking about the downslope when you hit that dark place. Because right now, as I talk to you, I'm in a, in my mind, I'm in a, a little bit of a dark place right now. And I go through this, I've been through this space. I've been in this emotional state a number of times since the beginning of my journey. It's not my first time. 
And it sucks being here. I'm not going to lie to you. But when you get into your emotions and dig deep into your past like I did the last two episodes here and pour your heart out as to what happened to you in your past and all this stuff, you know, you dig up these wounds and you make them bleed again. You know, it is what it is. And that's where I'm at right now. A big part of why I'm in this place, this this space right now. Other reasons you might be in a dark place is because everything just seems repetitive. You have this wash, rinse, repeat mentality. And for some people that works great. I've been doing it for since the beginning. Once I got my regimen of what I liked to eat, what I like to do, my routine, I have been repeating it ever since because I concentrate more on consistency than I do on anything else. So for me, the wash, rinse, repeat nature of how things can become doesn't really affect me all that much. But I'm sure there are those out there that they would get into this mode and then start making bad choices because they're sick of the same old stuff. They're sick of looking at the tracker. They're sick of looking at an exercise bike. They're sick of looking at a treadmill at the inside of the gym. Trust me, I know. I know I've been there, especially on the exercise side. Forget the food side because I... I am very, I'm a repetitive eater. I love eating the same foods. I look forward to them every single day. So that part doesn't affect me as much. And I believe it's because I have my wild card meal on Saturday night. That is, that enables me to get all the cravings out of the way. That one meal. And sometimes the Sunday night meal too. Not every Sunday, but some Sundays. Because I do those two nights and get out anything that I thought, oh, you know what, I got to have some of that next time. And because I do that once a week, I just look forward to that once a week or whatever and get those cravings out of the way. And I rarely have a craving for the rest of the week once I get it out of the way. Uh, Let me rephrase that. I rarely have a craving that can't wait until Saturday night or Sunday night. So if I can have a craving on a Tuesday and I say, you know what? Saturday night. We'll make sure I'm somewhere where I can get that. You know what I mean? And sometimes we can get to these places that are so low that you're you're right on, you're right at the doorstep. You know, and circumstances happen in life. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, Take anything away. You know, when you have stuff that stresses you out, when you have stuff that causes you anxiety, when you have stuff that makes you angry, when you have stuff that causes you unbelievable sorrow, none none of this is illegitimate by any means. But always, you have to remember there's only when in certain situations in life, there's only one thing you can control, especially when it comes to eating it. it the, the one thing you can control is what goes in your mouth. 
and how much of it goes in your mouth. When, regardless of what the circumstance is, there's it, food only fixes starvation. So if your problem that's causing you the stress, that's causing you the anger, sadness, whatever it is, if that problem is starvation, then food is your answer. But if, if, the, if it's not starvation, food is not your answer, it's your distraction. Remember a couple of weeks ago I talked about is the choice you're making taking you toward gratification or, oh my God, what was the other word? Toward a discipline or gratification. That's what it was, okay? So is the choice you're making taking you toward a disciplined approach toward your journey or is it taking you toward an instant gratification to comfort yourself or whatever the case may be? distract you from your problems because the gratification doesn't last long it lasts maybe as long as the meal or whatever it is you chose if it's a snack if you chose to have an ice cream whatever it is however long that thing lasts that's how long the gratification lasts and then for all you know you're stuck with a bunch of guilt trips because now you feel like you blew it now, if you're not, if you're, if guilt doesn't affect you this way, then maybe this doesn't bother you. But in the end, it's all about how you react to whatever situation you're in at the moment. And sometimes these situations in our life can have us knocking on failure's door. And once we're so emotionally distraught and so emotionally affected by whatever, we're so consumed by the circumstance that we just let go and we fall into the oblivion that is failure. And no one knows they're in failure or maybe they know right away. Some of them have their head on straight, know right away when they're in failure. And maybe they can make the correction right away. But there are some people that just don't. And they just continue on and on. And they're swirling down, downward, down the drain. And there's no stopping them. Whenever I hit these lows, because I, I definitely hit them. Whenever I hit these lows, I become very reserved. Now, having a podcast and having to make a show for 24 countries that listen to me, it makes it a little harder to become reserved. As much as I want, I would like to just disappear from everything, I can't just stop making episodes now. I don't even know what that would do. If I disappeared for a week or two or whatever, however long this takes, what does that mean? Because you know what? I created this podcast to give myself accountability on levels that nobody can imagine. Because you may report to one one or two people that you're truly accountable to. That you say, oh yeah, I gained this week, I lost this week. Maybe somebody you sit next to in a workshop... You may report to them week after week. But at the last I checked, I had almost 500 listeners. Like 489 listeners was the last time I checked. 
These are unique listeners. See, these are not people that repeat because there's plenty of people that listen uh, multiple times to the same episode. But I'm talking about 489 unique listeners across 24 countries. This is like, if I can give you an eye, it's a pretty large church. If we're really, if, if we're really getting into a metaphor here, it's almost like you're my congregation. 489 people are part of my congregation. But we're not talking about religion in this case. It comes up, no doubt about it. Because it's just a part of life. But it's not the main focus. But every week, I sit in front of this microphone that I speak into. And if you think you feel accountable telling the one person that sits next to you that you gained this week, and however much, however that feels, if you're reporting to that one person, maybe it doesn't affect you at all because you only see that one person in that room on the Saturday or the Sunday, whenever you weigh in. Maybe you only see them one, that once a week for that half hour. And maybe it doesn't affect you all that much. Maybe it's not keeping you as accountable as you believe it to be. I certainly did not believe so. So I started to invent new ways to stay accountable because reporting to the person that sat next to me in the workshop just wasn't cutting it anymore. It wasn't enough. So I started to put myself out there on Connect. Connect is the Weight Watchers social media app. Everybody on there is on Weight Watchers. I put myself out there. I go for a walk every afternoon and I make a video talking about just stuff going on in my life. And that's how I developed a new level of accountability. And then after that, that didn't feel so accountable anymore. So then I, I had this desire. All my life I desired to be in broadcasting of some sort. My dream was to be a sports talk radio host when I was much younger. And I never pursued the dream. Out of fear, I never pursued the dream. And here I find myself in some form of broadcast. At a, we're talking about, I don't know, 24, 25 years ago that I walked into the Connecticut School of Broadcasting for a tour. And I got so terrified because they put me in front of a camera in like what looked like a fake newsroom. And, and basically, I was like an anchor reading off of a teleprompter. I became so scared, I immediately X'd the dream. And it was stupid. It was really stupid to allow fear to affect me in such a way. But I did, and I can't... I mean, here I am now, though. We are 25 years later or so. Roughly 25. And I find myself broadcasting to 24 countries on a weekly basis. And win, lose, or draw... I'm reporting losses, gains, or zeros every week. And if you don't think when I step on the scale on Saturday mornings that 
now though I spend the whole week writing a podcast, to, you know, and I'm getting ready to report that gain to 24 countries listening to me. That brings a level of accountability, and it also really helps when it comes to those cravings at odd times. Because who wants to report a gain? Never mind one week, two weeks in a row, three weeks in a row. Nobody wants to report that gain. And there's times, you know, so when I'm in these dark places, I do, I want to disappear. I want to disappear from everything and just go find a quiet place and not deal with anything until I'm ready to deal with it. Maybe that's just my way of doing it. I don't know. But if I if it wasn't for having to make this podcast, I probably would be in a much worse position now. Because the the there would be no accountability. There would be nobody to report to. So if I wanted to just eat my feelings until I vomited, I could absolutely do that and not care what anybody thought. But I report to you guys and it stops me. Maybe that's understandable. Maybe it's not. We're going to take a break. And when we return, we're going to talk about how to deal with stuff. When you're, when you're in these positions, what are we going to do? What are we going to do to get ourselves out of it? So stick with me. Don't go anywhere. Nothing can stand in my way because I am an unstoppable force. My challenges crumble in my presence because I am so strong. My insecurities no longer have power over my life because I I am so confident. My mistakes are my choices, and I am okay with this because I am so intelligent. The mirror and scale can no longer haunt me because I am so beautiful. I can face any circumstance with unwavering support because I am so loved. The demons of my past can no longer haunt me because I now love myself. All things are possible as long as I believe because God is on my side. 
I will achieve all of the goals, not if, but when, because I have no boundaries. I am the champion of my story because I do whatever it takes to win. No one can take what I've done away from me because I am the author and the hero of my story. I'm coming. Victory is mine. Because I am enough. said in the previous segment here I have been in a bit of a dark place and I do believe that you know it's these last few weeks of digging up some old emotional baggage that I talked about in the previous episodes maybe that has some part of it but I sit back sometimes when I when I'm like alone with my thoughts, I try to think, why do I feel this way? What's happening? Why am I, uh, go, why do I feel like I'm going into these dark, this dark place in my mind? And maybe, yes, maybe the unearthing of some old wounds, maybe that has something to do with it. But that, I mean, it should not stick around as long. You know, with this much time that has gone by, should not stick around this long for it to now affect the next week. You know what I mean? And I can't think of anything else. I can't think of what could be affecting me. And when I get in these moods, I, I stop. I, I feel like I got nothing to say to anyone. If How could I be inspiring to other people or try to say things to encourage them when I'm not in the place for myself. When I'm not, uh, when I don't have my head right to pick myself up out of a, a crappy situation in my mind, how can I sit here and try to be inspiring to you? So I tend to revoke, re- regress into a a very hidden place and I don't make the videos every time I walk anymore because I just have nothing to say because everything when I say these things if I'm trying to be inspiring and encourage others and meanwhile I don't feel inspired or encouraged it almost feels like I'm a hypocrite How could I sit here and tell you to do something when I'm not feeling it myself? The important, the most important part of all of this is that when we get into these spaces, because there's no, there's no, there's no, 
avoiding these mental states permanently. There's no such thing. You, you're going to get into these, these bad moods when at some point you're going to get into a bad mood. Whatever causes it may cause it. Well, you know, the reason for the bad mood isn't always relevant to this the situation. It's how you deal with it that's the most important thing. And one of the most important parts of how you deal with it is it cannot be to re, to go to what is comfortable. And what what am I talking about? So many people when they have issues going on in their life, they resort to whatever will distract them the quickest or comfort them the quickest. Now, for some people, it's drugs. For some people, it's alcohol. For some people, it's food. Everybody's got something. Okay? But what happens when you're on a journey... A health, a, a healthy lifestyle journey, and you don't have that comfort anymore. Especially when your comfort, your source of comfort, was to go and eat. You don't have that anymore. But then you give into it anyway, and you go to the place where you're distracting yourself. You're choosing your medication. Your medication of choice is food or cigarettes, or drugs, or alcohol, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It's all the distraction, it is the medication of choice to fix the problem you're trying to deal with. And it's not going to fix anything, because none of those things ever fixed a problem. Alcohol, drugs, smoking, eating, eating only fixed starvation. That's it. Never fixed any other th- another damn thing. And the other three, they cause more problems than they do anything else. Far more problems. So how you deal with your issues has to be just as healthy as how you deal with your diet or you know what the food choices you're making. And we have to get ourselves back to center. Back to the middle. Where things aren't extremely high or things aren't extremely low. Get to the middle where you can think clearly and logically. And you can make the right choices. Because when you're extremely happy and excited and all that, you people there's people that don't think straight then either. And when you're extremely low and you're depressed and angry and whatever else, those people don't think well either. So what do we need to do? We need to find the balance, the middle ground, get the balance back from whatever spectrum because it's no good to stay on the high end either. For any period of time. Because then you you get overly confident. It's a thin line. You're treading either way. Whether you're on the low ground or the high ground. Is a thin line. 
every single time. Now, some people like to meditate to try to bring themselves to center. Me, I don't know that I ever did anything to bring myself to center except my only action ever seemed to be was to become almost antisocial and hide almost. Hide until I was ready to come out. This is, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, I can't think of anything else. Can't think of anything. Well, besides having the emotional eating issues, once that was gone, once I wouldn't, I refuse to revert to food because that's where I'm at right now. I refuse to revert to food when I'm in any, any emotional state because it doesn't fix whatever I'm dealing with. Especially on the, low end when when i'm in the dark place food is definitely not fixing that if anything food is going to make me stay in the dark place longer because then only the guilt of having lost control and eating like crazy is only added to whatever got me into the dark place in the first place right but what do we do some people will write in a journal. I tried. I tried so many times to write in a journal. I have countless pads that I called. They're wire-bound wire notebooks or whatever that I said, okay, this is going to be a journal. This is officially a journal. And I started writing. Maybe I did it, I don't know, four days in a row, maybe a week, and then it just stopped. And then however many months goes by, I find the notebook and I'm like, oh, yeah, I stopped doing that. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I don't, I'm not saying it doesn't help. I, if, there, if anything, I'm just not disciplined to make myself do it. Because if I'm not emotionally charged, and I've said it before, I do my best writing when I'm emotionally charged, when I'm trying to figure out to what to talk to you guys about every week, I could sit here for hours and come up with nothing. And then one thing happens that triggers me. And in five minutes, the entire episode is written and ready to record. The emotional state that's triggered and out of all the emotions... I seem to write the best when I'm aggravated. Second best when I'm when I'm sad, but aggravated by far. It my it's my best work comes w- to you guys when I'm writing as I'm aggravated. If I'm going to a workshop and some member says something that triggers me, I don't say anything in the workshop. That then becomes the subject of the next podcast. I've done it a number of times. Going to workshops, um, they don't mean as much to me as they used to. I still go to them every week, and I would encourage anyone else to go to them. Because in the beginning, it helped me. When I first started my journey, 
workshops helped me greatly. But now, not so much anymore. They aren't, they aren't enough, I should say. So there's, there's, I do all of these other things like write a podcast and make videos of my walking at the end of my walk every day. I do things like that instead for extra accountability because the workshops just aren't what they used to be for me anymore. The one thing I would tell you most of all is just because you're down, it doesn't mean you're out. If you're in the quicksand of life, and quicksand, when things are going wrong, they go wrong quickly. And oftentimes, it's not just one thing going wrong. It's multiple things at the same time. And you feel like you're sinking. And you're going into the quicksand. And you're panicking. And you, all you want to do is get out. And the more you scramble, the more you move around, the faster you sink. That's when the healthy way of dealing with problems needs to come into effect. You know, maybe this subject matter of this episode, now looking back as I recorded the entire thing, maybe it wasn't a great idea. Because now we're here at the end where I'm supposed to... I spend every week uplifting you to send you on your way to fight for the next week. And I feel like I got nothing to say to lift you up. Because anything I could say would would feel fake. Because I'm... I'm down and out at the moment. And hopefully I'm not here for long. But I do get here. I'm human just like you. But I know that food, drugs, alcohol, smoking, I know that none of it is the answer I know none of it will bring me back to center. I know that they're all distractions from what my actual problem is. I chose food as my medication many times in my life, which is why I'm in the position today that I'm in. It's because food was my comfort. Whatever your comfort is, whatever you're dealing with, It cannot be solved with these items that I mentioned. Food, drugs, alcohol, cigarettes. They're just distractions. And the only one that can fix a problem is food. And that's if you're starving. And if you're listening to my podcast, there is no way you are starving. No way. So we have to figure out new ways to bring us back to center. We have to find the balance of our emotions. Finding the balance is what's most important because that's the only way 
we'll ever be able to deal with the baggage from our past because it's never going away. It's always going to be there. And it's always going to affect us at some point, some random moment in our life. It's always going to be there to affect us. But it's how we handle it in the moment that is most important. How quickly can you bring yourself back to center? I'm with you. I'll fight with you. I love you all. God bless every single one of you.